Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are NASCAR is back for another exciting season. The Milwaukee Bucks fire and hire their new head coach all in a new all in a week. The NHL's brightest stars descend on Toronto for this year's All-Star Weekend. The Chiefs and 49ers take care of business in the AFC and NFC Championship games. The NFL beats the red carpet. Who will be taking home some hardware? Orlando, Florida, beware. The NFL's pro bowlers are taking over. With that, I give you our chief our fire brigade, Rob Cal. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Thursday night, live in our new digs here in Colton's basement, uh, Thursday night, Marion, Ohio. Um, like Colton said, clash at the Coliseum this weekend. Uh, you know, quarter-mile track inside the where you see USC plays their football game. So the third year that uh, NASCAR has done this, you know, that in 2022, the, you know, the uh, inaugural year, you had Joey Logano that won and Martin Truex Jr. last year. And they're both, um, uh, according to Vegas, they're both in the top, you know, four or five guys that they uh, have odds to win it again this year. But don't sleep on Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch, who, even though they didn't win, they've both been on the podium both years, mm. um, you know, in, a, in 2022 and 2023. So, you know the format. Um, you get you got five or four twenty-five lap heat races, mm-hmm. and the top five from each of those heat races move on to the final. And then you have a last chance qualifier. Um, that's that's a seventy-five mile uh, or seventy-five lap. I'm sorry, um, last chance qualifier, and they'll take just the number one and number two from there. And then the the the, the last car because there's twenty-three in it will be the. Highest point total from last year's season that's not already qualified. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're getting it whittled down to 23 cars yeah. in the in this 150 lap race to uh, to see who you know no points awarded just yeah. uh, bragging rights and the lion's share of that two million dollar purse. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you guys want to chime in? Tell me your thoughts on how you think this is going to go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't really break this down driver-wise or anything like that. I had a lot of the same stuff you did about, you know, how, how this is going to go yeah. and everything. Right. But, you know, to, to me, a, a big thing in a race like this where there's not a lot of room on the track, it's going to be important to finish high in those qualifiers so mm-hmm. your pole position's high when the, you get out the, there in the, in the actual event. race. You keep your car fairly yeah. clean. Right, because yeah. Yeah. Not, not, you don't have a lot of time to pass. Mm-hmm. The uh, curves are short. You're just, you know, there's not a lot of straightaway. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be important to win those heats mm-hmm. and, and making the best of that to yeah. ha- have the best shot at a good pole position for the actual and, race and, on Sunday. And pit stops, you know, when right. you make those crucial right. pit stops, right. it's, you know, yeah. get in, well, get yeah, out. Yeah, and in that, in that 150 lap, you know, the final, there's no overtime, mm-hmm. how they'll do overtime yeah. in it. And it has to finish under green. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's going to be kind of important, too. You're mm-hmm. not going to have that, you know, last run at it coming off of a yellow flag or restart coming off of a yellow flag. Mm-hmm. You're going to – when you start getting there towards the end, you're going to yeah. want to be towards the front. Right, right. So, um, uh, but, yeah, like I said, right now, Martin Truex, 15-2, uh, to two, Chris Bell, 9-1, to one, Kyle Larson, 19-2, to two, Kyle Busch, 10-1. Um, to one. Then you got three guys, Logano, Hamlin, and – uh, William Byron sitting at eleven to one, so mm. that's what Vegas is looking at right now. So interesting, interesting you know. that uh, Vegas didn't have I didn't have uh, Ryan Blaney who you know won the NASCAR Cup championship right, last right, year, yeah. not even in there, right, you know, right. whatever. And actually, so I think that this quarter mile track's not <laughs> built for must not be built for his style of racing, right? Uh, so. Which is interesting because actually he's he's locked into the main event. Yeah, that he was even have to do the qualifying, right, but right. then that would put him at. 23rd right right yeah so I mean obviously he'll go through the ringer of you know going through the practice and you know whatnot but uh yeah it spans you know spans a couple of days so you know Mm -hmm. Saturday kind of Saturday morning and afternoon whatever uh is the practice session so they Mm -hmm. you know it's basically setting the pole position for those heat races kind of a qualifier right that that you know are later on Saturday you know afternoon Saturday evening (coughs) and then Sunday afternoon, we have that LCQ, the last, you know, last chance qualifier mm-hmm. in the afternoon. And then the big event, uh, kind of a change, actually. Uh, it Last year, you know, last couple of years, it's it started at like 6 p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, it's getting kicked off at 8 p.m. Eastern o'clock. time. So a little yeah. bit a little bit later in the day, not only for us on the East Coast, but West Coast as well. So it's mm-hmm. going to be 
kind of under the lights or, you know, going to be really, really, you know, getting into the nighttime, even, even on the West coast. So a little bit, a uh, little bit different, different element there, but uh, I don't know if anybody mentioned, but the, the final race or the main event, 150, 150 laps mm -hmm. under, you know, under the lights. So it's going to be, going to be exciting. Um, yeah, we've got 23, you know, 23 racers. Um, I think possibly we'll start with 40 drivers to start the day off. And then, you know, after the practice sessions, obviously we'll whittle that down. Eventually, after all the events, we'll whittle it down to, to 23. So we basically cut the field in half, Almost you know, half, yeah. at, by the time we get to the get to the main event. But uh, yeah, it's always always kind of interesting. I mean, I think this is yeah. Obviously, NASCAR has had some success, or they felt like it's you know an event that uh, people can get behind. You know, like you mentioned, no 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 points on the line. This is right. kind of the kickoff to the regular season. What mm -hmm. they consider an exhibition race so yeah. nothing you know nothing major on the well, line you know, but you, this race is always more interesting the longer it goes too because it, it's a fresh track every year right, I mean, this right. isn't something that's always there they, they right. rebuild it right. and put it in place right so the, the the more laps you get down the more rubber you get on the track mm -hmm. the, the the better the cars drive on it so the the longer you race the, the more exciting that race gets mm -hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely <clears throat> all right well let's move on um like colton said uh Milwaukee Bucks fired Adrian Griffin um, and hired Doc Rivers all in a span of about two days. Um, you know, at the time, Milwaukee had the second best record in the East, um, and now Doc's coached two games and it's not going well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they've lost both games. The first game was to the Nuggets, right. who, you know, they're 33 and 15, you know, right. one of the formidable opponents. Right, one of the best teams out here. But last night, they lost to the Freaking trailblazers! <laughs> Damien's return, Damien right. Lillard's return yeah. to Portland. They're yeah. fifteen and thirty-three. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, I think that there's only one team worse than them in the West. Yeah, the, the Spurs, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I think uh, what Saturday they play the Mavericks. I think. Yeah. So, you know, what's your guys' thoughts on this? I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I, I'll I'll give you mine, but let me get your guys' thoughts first. Yeah. So, uh, looking at the hiring by. Milwaukee to hire Doc Rivers. Um, the whole reason that the Bucks brought in Doc Rivers, from what I, you know, was reading and you know some sources and things like that, is that they felt you know Rivers' history of coaching kind of two-star teams or you know guys that have two superstars on mm -hmm. their teams. That past experience was what they were looking for in their new head coach. Now, I find it ironic that. Okay, if that's what you were looking for from the beginning, yeah, why didn't from the beginning. why didn't you do that from the beginning? Agreed. You knew what you had. Mm -hmm. I, I just it, it to me is it's just very confusing, very strange situation. I don't really like. Although they got to remember from the beginning, they they didn't have the two stars. They went out and traded for Lillard after Griffin was hired. Right. But they said the but reason they, knew they, they were going after another star, right. Right. whether it was Damien or right. somebody right. else. Right. But, I mean, but I, the reason Griffin was hired was for his defensive prowess. He mm -hmm. he made he made Toronto one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and they, they thought you know it do great things here. But then they trade away their best defensive player. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I I mean they handcuffed him from the right. start. I yeah. mean he never had a shot. But, they were 32 and 14. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't. Like I said, you know, the only team that's ahead of them, and it's still ahead of them, and now they're up by five games is right. Boston. Yeah. You know, and now the Knicks are only a game behind them. Mm -hmm. I think Cleveland's only a game and a half. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, this was a terrible move. Yeah. yeah I, this is this is modern society at its finest. Mm -hmm. You want instant gratification right. because... Right. And I don't know how they think they get that change in a coach, uh, offensive system. Everything's changing in the middle of the well, season. You, know, you said how do you why they brought Doc Rivers in and what I read was reading they got rid of Adrian Griffin was because they lost three games to the Pacers. Mm -hmm. They were, I think, one and three against the Pacers mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. with under Adrian Griffin. So, but... Yeah, You're I, 32 and 14. Yeah, I, I think it's just a knee-jerk reaction. Me too. It's, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, the defense was bad. But, again, in today's NBA, what is good? What do you call averaging yeah. 120 points a game? Right. right. I, I guess it's, it's championships are not won yeah. at, you know, in January, right. it, you know, it's it's April time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not even. Don't get me wrong. You know, you probably don't want to have your defense, you know, 
limping along going into the playoff. But right. we still got a whole 40 games left here before right. we're talking, you know, major playoff. And, and it'd be different. It'd be much different, yeah, if this Bucks team was bad on defense and they're the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference. Right. But they're still figuring it out. They're still winning games. Right. Yeah, it's not what you would like to see or not, yeah. you know, maybe the philosophy that you were looking for, but – they're still it winning was working. games. It, they're, they're still winning games. And, you know, it's funny and ironic that you said they hired Doc Rivers for his success with two-star teams. But his two-star teams have flamed out in the playoffs. Right, they, right. They exactly. won one championship in right. Boston. Other than that, yeah. nothing. They, right. they, they even, they've had early exits. Yeah. Yeah. So has it really been success with these two stars? Right. And success in the, regu- get, success in the regular season. Right. So and, what do you want? And, you know, the right, right now the way it's looking – the, the championship and the what it's going to run through it's going to run through Boston, Boston right, right now right so you, and you know you couldn't beat the Nuggets which again Denver's got a good team you know obviously you know the Joker's one of your MVP mm-hmm. finalists again this right. year and, but to get beat by the Blazers again like you said Dam- Damian's old team mm-hmm. and you know and you drop a three point loss to a team that's well, well, I'll, I'll hold judgment on all that because it's it's two games. Right. It's a weekend, a, right. a new coach, a new system, a new yeah, everything. I mean, they, I mean, but no if you're looking for instant player. success, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, no offense to Doc Rivers, this this was the best the Bucks were going to find yeah. on short. I mean, absolutely. this is probably the best situation any team's going to find at the midway point. I, don't, right. I mean, I, I think they got right. a gym in the sense that they got a Hall of Fame coach sure. at this point. I mean, but, there are not too many teams that would pull no this. there's no need to do it. There's not too many teams yeah. that pull this move. And they, they you're you get Doc seven, Rivers. Right. I mean, yeah, you typically stay home. Right, you're some sitting at seven hundred right. right. when they when they do it. I mean, I yeah. can see if they were struggling, you know, right yeah. around that five hundred yeah. mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, yeah. I don't know. It's it's bad juju. We'll see. Think, so. And I mean, yeah. at the same time, and I I I don't really know what. Doc Rivers' philosophy is, but is he known for more of a, being a defensive guy? I mean, I, I, I don't like know. So. I mean, they. Yeah. I mean, obviously, what you got. What what he brings to the table has got to be better than what you had. But you think? Is it? You, you, I, don't yeah. we'll, we'll, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Obviously, Time yeah. Will tell, I it's, guess. it's it's, it's going to be interesting. He's going to have his hands full coming in midway through the season and trying to adapt the team yeah. on the fly, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. I definitely going to be Rivers one of his toughest coaching jobs yeah, in his right. you know long long. Well, NBA. and obviously they want instant results. Right. So, right. Yeah. You know, just. Just getting to the playoffs or getting through the ain't gonna be enough. Right. I mean, so what do they do? What do they do if he goes, you know, zero and four or something like that? They fire him too. Right. Yeah. I mean, next. Four, next. Four, right. <laughs> you know. So okay. So they stay in that top, you know, two, three, four teams in the East or whatever. They get to the playoffs. And it's they a get first beat round. The first round. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I it, it, it's gonna be interesting for multiple fronts. I don't think Adrian again. Adrian Griffin gets the raw into the deal here. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he'll he'll land somewhat. Obviously, oh, yeah. there's yeah. nothing available at the time because right. it's but midway there will, through be. there will be. Obviously, he gets a buyout. He gets paid to yeah. sit at home. So you he'll know, probably take Doc's job on the announce <laughs> crew. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it, it, he'll 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 land on his feet somewhere. But yeah, just a very raw deal for yeah. for him. So yeah. we'll we'll see how it how it all plays out for this Bucks. But yeah, just a very knee-jerk reaction in I my in so my too. opinion i think so too all right moving on nhl all-star weekend uh like colton said north of the border in toronto get your passports if you want to go um <laughs> four team format again you know uh team matthews team mcdavid team mckinnon and team hughes quinn and jack both um yeah. co-captains there so um and, you know and they're going back to the 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 captains actually picking their teams right. from the list of all stars, which is a little bit different than what they've done. But the, the format, as far as uh, everything else, is going to stay the same yeah. way it has still, been. Still three on three. Three on three. So, yep. uh, like you said, Matt, eleven guys on the team, nine nine skaters and two goalies. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I think it's made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then the skills competition. Um, Doing that a little different this year. A little as well. different. Yeah. There's yeah. uh there's twelve guys in it, twelve all stars in it. There's eight events, and each player got to choose four of their favorite events out of the first six. Yep. And the first six are fastest skater, yep. hardest shot, stick handling, one timers, passing challenge, and shooting accuracy. Yep. And then um, after that, the top eight performers, the top eight point gatherers will 
will have a shootout, mm -hmm. and they'll eliminate two more. So then you'll have your top six guys that go on to the eighth yeah. event. I'm real is, interested on how the shootout's going to work. Obstacle course, yeah. because, because it's they all get to pick the goalie they want to shoot against. Mm -hmm. So what if one of these guys? Has well, a goalie on the other side that's their teammate. Like, hey, yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I mean, can that happen? I don't I know. I would, I would, I would, you would hope they wouldn't let them do it. But, but yeah, I mean, I, it, I didn't read that in the rules. Right, they said right. they could pick who they want. Right. Yeah, exactly. that is kind of odd. But yes. I think it'll be fun to watch, though. I think it's yeah. going to be interesting. Um, you know, and, you know, a million bucks on the line, you yeah. know, to the winner. So right. it's uh, not just for funsies. There is some. Serious cash tied up. In yeah, it, but, yeah, uh, no, it's it's interesting. I, I got the list of uh, 12, 12 guys mm -hmm. here. Uh, so David Pasternak, the 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 winger from the Bruins, mm -hmm. uh, Nathan McKinnon, the center from Colorado, uh, Kale McCarr, the defenseman from Colorado, uh, Connor McDavid, the center from Edmonton, Leander Seidel, the center from Edmonton. Uh, Jack Hughes was supposed to be in it, but unfortunately he's out with an injury. So. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Barzal um, is taking his spot uh, for the New York Islanders. Uh, you got Nikita Kucherov, the winger from Tampa Bay. Uh, Austin Matthews uh, from the hometown Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. uh, William Nylander also from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Quinn Hughes, the defenseman from the Van Vancouver Canucks. Mm -hmm. uh, JT Miller from the Vancouver Canucks. And to round it out, we got Elias Pettersson, the center from the Vancouver Canucks. So. A lot of well-rounded players. I think that'll play really nice yeah. into this. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Only a couple couple defensemen in mm -hmm. there. Most yeah. of the guys, you know, either wings or, you know, centers. So, mm -hmm. obviously, more offensive-minded. So, it'll be see, interesting to see how some Those of these defensemen, you know, yeah. do against some of these offensive-minded guys in some of these competitions. Because... Obviously, you look at some of these, you know, look at the first six events, and a lot of them shooting accuracy are, are you know, more yeah. offensively, you know, minded. minded. So it'll mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see if any of those, you know, defensemen guys can, you know, make it make it a push or you know, advance right. out of the early rounds. Um, but uh, yeah, gonna be gonna be a little bit different format. That actually takes place uh, tomorrow, Friday. Friday night is the mm -hmm. skills competition, yep. and then. You know the the actual All Star game uh, takes place the, the following week or you know the, the next day on 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 Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, one one additional thing with the All Star, you know, not only do we have the co captains there, mm -hmm. but each team has a celebrity captain as ah. well, um, all of Canadian descent as well, since we're playing in Canada. Um, so the co captains uh, of Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley. Uh, their their celebrity captain is Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. um, Co-captains Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, uh have Will the actor Will Arnett uh, okay. in in their you know as their celebrity guy. Uh, Co-captain uh, Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, the two two guys from Colorado. Um, they have Tate McRae, not very familiar, not familiar with the, with the person. Mm -hmm. um, and then co-captains the brothers. Jack Hughes, who obviously won't be playing, but mm -hmm. can still draft his team. Um, and then Quinn Hughes, his brother, will will draft that team. Their celebrity captain will be Michael Bublé. So, um, so yeah, some some guys are you know some people that we've obviously heard of in the in the news will be their you know celebrity captain. A little so bit of star power, right? There, right. So, and obviously yeah. playing off of playing in Canada, why not bring in some Canadian celebrities as well? So it'll be. Uh, be interesting to see, and and I don't know if we we talked about, but that draft actually is probably taking right place, now. or you know whatever. I think it started at six o'clock. Okay, actually, so it's yeah. it's underway. Um, Thirty-two guys uh, selected, one from each team, um, and then there was a handful. I don't know, maybe ten or twelve fan votes that got in as well. Mm -hmm. That these guys will have the chance to you know make up their teams. I'm not sure. One thing I didn't didn't find. They obviously selected coaches for each of these, but I didn't see which coaches were assigned. I don't know if that's a draft thing too or not, but um, obviously I think it's based on each of kind of the, the top four winning percentages in the league is who were selected as the top four coaches. But, again, I'm not sure who's assigned to what team, and that may be something that they do as a part of the draft or maybe it's just a random, you know, Draw toss a coin and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how these guys, you know, kind of kind of stack up and, you know, how this all how this all shakes out uh, playing north of the border in in Toronto um, yeah gonna be you know a lot of a lot of Canadians that have obviously made the All Star mm -hmm. a lot of guys from the Canadian teams so you know get to represent their their hometown you know hometown teams and uh, play in front of their hometown crowd so um, 
We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Should be should, the skills competition should be fun to watch. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and uh, don't leave us. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. All right, we're back. All right, so we're going to move on to the NFL. You know, we had the, we had the conference championships over the weekend. First game was the Chiefs and the Ravens. The Chiefs pulled this one out 17-10, to 10, and really a game to me didn't even seem that close. Right. Um, you know, I, I think it's easy for me to look at this game and say, oh, the three turnovers by the Ravens, mm-hmm. or they went three of 11 on third down. But I'll tell you, to me, when you dig a little bit deeper – Kansas City got five of their first downs because of penalties. Mm-hmm. The Ravens were penalized eight times for 95 yards. Yeah. To me, that tells more of a story um, because, really, the game wasn't over until that final pick, which I felt like Lamar kind of you know, he threw in a triple coverage. When there was still, what, maybe three and a half oh, yeah. minutes to go. A lot of time to go. Um, he, I really didn't feel like he needed to force one at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, well, they're all me, crying that that should have been a pass interference too. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think you call it in that spot of the game. I right. don't think so either. And I mean, that ball would have had to have been a perfectly thrown ball. I, and I, yeah, I don't see and how it wasn't. He could wasn't. I think he um, could have tried it nine, ten times, and, and every time it it would have either been an incompletion or, or an interception. Off. I, I don't so, know how you fit yeah. that one in there. But um, yeah, to me, that 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 deal with the penalties really tells mm-hmm. the story. To me, I mean, uh, you know. Mahomes didn't have a great day. Mm-hmm. His accuracy was good, but you know right. he only threw for one, one touchdown. But right. yeah, to me, that's, those, that's all it those, took. <laughs> those penalties on the Ravens, I guess. Uh, and I think the guy that took took the worst of all that was Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. He's the one who had the, the big fumble there toward towards yeah. the end when they right. were going to score a touchdown. Then he also had a uh, unsportsmanlike taunting. Conduct, yeah. taunting penalty after yeah. a big play that mm-hmm. kind of brought him back some. Right, so right. I mean. He just well, he, yeah, did, he didn't have his best day either. On that team, yeah, that's, that's a rookie young guy. Right, I mean, right, it's, right. it's a tough spot. Emotional. But, yeah, yeah I just got to be ready. I think I mean, it, it, simplify it enough. I, I think the Chiefs beat the Ravens at their own game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at the Ravens' offense, eighty-one rushing yards. They actually got outrushed by the Chiefs. Um, you know, I, I you know talking about the game a week ago, I thought that was the the category that the Ravens would be able mm-hmm. to dominate, and and it. To me, it never felt like, you know, the Chiefs were never ahead by so much that the Ravens needed to abandon the run. No, it just—I don't know. They just the Chiefs had the Ravens flustered all the whole game, Um, and and the Ravens defense that we talk about being, you know, so great, or you know, the the defense that's been that's Mm -hmm. that's really gotten them to this point. You know, the Chiefs look like the better defense um, Mm -hmm. in the in this game. I mean, the Chiefs. Went down on their opening drive, you know, forced a three and out on Baltimore's first drive, and then went ten plays, eighty, almost ninety yards on the very first their first drive, marched it right down the field and scored a touchdown. Right. It, yeah, it, it just and then Baltimore did recover with a touchdown the next one, but that was right. really a fluke, mm-hmm. fluke play that that you know it never should have really happened. So right. I, I think right. that was just kind of a miscommunication, not a bad defense. Right. I tell you, and who's, to me, who's really stepped up their game, mm-hmm. not only in this game but all through the playoffs for the Chiefs has been Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he he's, like he's a, come along. He looks like a man on a mission. Yeah, he's definitely so far. not. You he's know. trying to get some of that attention back on him and off his girlfriend, <laughs> right, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but he, he just really he's really stepped up his game. And yeah. He, not only catching passes, but they were making you know comments about how how good he was blocking mm-hmm. you know on some of those on some of those other plays. So, yeah. Yeah. It's you know, it's interesting. This definitely is a Chiefs a different Chiefs team in the sense that, you know, in years past it's been 
score 40 points, score mm-hmm. 50 points, right. win the game. Right. I mean, this is a Chiefs team that has still, including the playoffs, has only scored more than 30 point, 31 points one time this yeah. whole season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it definitely, uh, you know, flipped the switch, um, you know, with, with this Chiefs team. They can win close games like this because they can rely on their defense to yeah. get stops, get turnovers, you know, frustrate offenses right. that, that we were not used to seeing in, in the past. So we'll, we'll see what that does for them, obviously, in the, in the Super Bowl, um, you know, against their next opponent. <clears throat> right, which, you know, like Colt said, the second game, Lions and 49ers, the late game, my Lions came up a little bit short. Um, you know, this was a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Lions jumped out to that – that 24. big lead, 17-point halftime mm-hmm. lead. Um, a very clean game for both teams. Yep. Uh, the stats were very, not only the score was close, but the stats were all very similar. Mm-hmm. And they each had one turnover. The Lions were only penalized twice for 15 yards. The 49ers three times for 20 yards. And, you know, I know the big talk has been, oh, Dan King should have kicked the field goal. Should have done this. Should have done that. But here's my feeling on it, fellas. He got them to this point. He's played that way the whole season. Well, that, that was my only question and on how he did it, though. He was inconsistent with it because he, he chose to kick before halftime. Which I think then he chose right to go to, for it in the third and fourth quarter. But I think here's why, here's why I think he, it was the right call mm. in my mind. That's the way he's played his team is by putting his faith in his team. And if he didn't do that, what's that telling your team? Oh, I don't have faith in you to get this first down in a big game. Mm -hmm. So, to me, none of the game – none of the blame, to me, goes on his calls. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, they they were one for three on fourth down, but, you know, that's the way he's played the whole season. Yeah, I I mean, I I just look at it like this, that, you know, if Detroit wins that game, we're not talking about any of this. Right, none of it. Exactly. You know, in my opinion, because they lost, I'm sitting here on the sideline saying – kick the field goal, take the points. Right, in in right. a game where, you know, especially in that second half, the 49ers offense was moving with no, yeah. you know, no, there was no defense whatsoever. I mean, Detroit might as well have put 20 guys out there. They it definitely went, it made wouldn't have adjustment at halftime. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered. So take the points, make the 49ers earn their point. At least right. I, I'm okay you give up a touchdown drive if they have to go 75 yards and, and, and march down. Like, San Francisco, you know, make them earn it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Don't give them short fields because we know what they can, what they're possible of doing. Don't give them a short field. Don't, you know, and, and at that and point. the other thing I don't understand is, is that they're running the ball so effectively mm-hmm. and those fourth down plays were all passes. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they just, it, the, the play calling seemed a little odd in, the, mm-hmm. in those that situations. Was, that they was were a running little different. So, right? Which is not on Dan Campbell. Obviously, they have offensive their own offensive coordinator. Right. Right. I whatever. don't disagree with that, Matt, but I, I think, you know, they got there by, you know, him being a gambler mm-hmm. and right. I, I like the I yeah, like I mean, style. yeah, like I said, I think they're gonna if Detroit that. goes for it, they get those fourth downs, right. they turn them into we're touchdowns, they win the game. Yeah. We're talking we're, about we're saying, how brilliant greatest yes, coach of all look, time. Look at Dan right. Campbell, how much guts, of a risk yeah. he took, and you know right. all this stuff, what whatever. A move. Right, yeah. but, but I think I think what the Lions are gonna find out is how hard it's gonna be to, to do get it back. Again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I mean, and Dan Campbell mentioned that he's like, this may be our only shot. We may not make it back. You know, we may never get another chance to do that. I mean. It's it sucks. I mean, it's it's kind of a harsh reality, but he's not wrong in that sense because, I mean, look at the Eagles, how right, much right. of a debacle that they were. But they are. I mean, the Lions are one of the youngest teams in the right. NFL. They they and do. They were able to keep their coaching staff together. Right. Their they have the pieces. One of the hottest guys out there, yeah, and guys decided, decided, he decided to stay. He was going to stay. Right. So. Right. They they they've got the pieces. They got you know the the talent on that team and playing in somewhat of a I don't know probably a. a Middle of the road division, you know, mm-hmm. in the NFC North, they they always, I think, have the potential to make the playoffs. It's, Green Bay is getting better. Right, Chicago's right. Chicago's getting better. Right, right. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota has if, they, if they get a quarterback, right, they're right. going to be yeah. instantly right. better. So right. it it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, the, the the Lions have the pieces in place, but it's it's going to be tough. It's, it's, it's going to be tough to to right. make it back. Very good. We're going to stay in the NFL here. We're going to see who we think is going to be. Uh, start off with. Uh, Offensive player of the year. I, I think there's a guy that's got this wrapped up, but I'll let you guys start first. Yeah, Matt, go ahead. Well, so this thing, uh, the guys that are up for the running here are Christian McCaffrey, you got Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, CeeDee Lamb, and Dak Prescott. 
you go by stats alone, and you know, it, it, Dak Prescott would be right up there amongst the, the best of these guys as far as having touchdowns, yards, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, the guy who, who was the most outstanding offensive player of the year is the guy who even missed a couple of games and is still up there in the running. That's Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. This guy was everything to his team. 1,459 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns, another 564 receiving yards, another seven touchdowns on top of that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this was my pick for the MVP all year long. <laughs> I, I think he should definitely win at least Offensive Player right. of the Year because MVP award, let's be honest, is a quarterback it's award. Quarterbacks. He, right. So well, that's I, my pick. And I, I got, I'm on board with you, Matt. Right. I got to agree. And you know, the stats. I think kind of speak for themselves, but I think because of their deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know when exactly these votes were right. tallied or when the know, final cutoff. I know cut they off. make the announcement on the eighth. Right, right. Um, I don't know when I, the final, yeah, you know, draw is or whatever. But I, I, I make it three for three. Uh, you know, you talk about. It, I think this is somewhat of a consolation prize, if you will, yeah. because they. I'm not saying they can't, but they won't give the MVP to Christian McCaffrey. So. To make him happy, he is in the running. He is in the running, definitely in the yeah, running. Yeah. You know, but, but I just don't. He's not going to get enough votes. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to give a running back the MVP. But here you go to keep you happy. Here's the offensive player of the year uh, award. At least so, you're showing at least the, the running back position is still relevant. Yeah, it is so. interesting that they threw Dak in there. You know, right. threw Dak in there. I mean, Lamar Jackson's in there as well. So I mean, I guess there a couple QBs, but you know, I, I, to me, they should, yeah. I guess most valuable players, QB award, offensive player of the year. No Everybody QBs else. whatsoever. Yeah. It's just yeah. If you're going to exclusively give the MVP <laughs> to a quarterback, right. then leave them out of the out of the offensive player, player of the year, and let's just pick between receivers or right. you know offensive right. players. Well, then really, they ought to be the same person if you think about it. Right, right. If, if really you're the MVP, be. you should right. be the offensive right. player. Right, right. I still love to see a defense. A defenseman at some point when yeah. the uh, player MVP. Award. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll ever see it in my lifetime. Right, right. I'd no. like to see that. So, so speaking of which, um, who's your pick, Colton? We'll start with you, defensive player of the year. Yeah, for me, uh, uh, this one, this one's tough. Uh, but I, I think it's, I think it's the defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, uh, Miles, Miles Garrett. I think the stats, the stats are there. Uh, but I mean, I think this is going to be a, a tough one. I mean. T.J. Watt missed missed a handful of games. I think you you know it, that's going to kind of maybe hurt his his stock there. Uh-huh. Micah Parsons still had a, had a good season for the Cowboys. Maybe not as good as he had maybe last year and the you know years past. Um, Max Crosby, great stats, not great team. Uh, uh-huh. And, and Deron Bland, you know the cornerback from Dallas. You know outside of some pick sixes and you know obviously that's very very tough to do. Nothing you know taken away from him. I just think, you know, Miles Garrett played maybe the most consistent, you know, didn't play great in the playoffs. But, again, I don't know that that's taken into consideration when, you you know, you're voting it. But to me, I think Miles Garrett from week one to week, you know, 18, you know, the most consistent had, you know, great stats throughout the entire season. I, I think it's going to be a close vote, don't get me wrong, but I, I think Garrett will come out come out on top in this one. Yeah, so to me, this was a, a tough award to pick because mm-hmm. I, I agree Miles Garrett by the eye test yeah. was – the most dominant guy out there, but it was only 14 sacks, 42 total tackles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that stat doesn't really stand out when you compare him up to T.J. Watt, who had 19 sacks, mm-hmm. 68 tackles, yeah. and missed some games. Right, right. And had a pick. Right. Yeah. And then, so then, but to me, the, the, the really most impressive thing that happened this year to a defensive guy was Deron Bland. Right, right. His nine interceptions, five of them returned for touchdowns, mm-hmm. and he had 69 tackles. Right. Mm-hmm. His biggest problem was consistency. He didn't do it week in right. and week out. Right. So, I mean, this was a, a tough award to call, but I, I think I think they like the sexy thing in stats. I think T.J. Watt has the name. Okay. He's got the stats to go with it. Yeah. I think it's T.J. Watt's award. I, I had T.J. Watt circled first, and then I kind of – and this is just me, you know, obviously. I, I'm no expert, but I like the way Deron Bland played. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nine mm-hmm. picks, like you yeah. said – the pick sixes, and then then a team, you know, from Dallas, you know, the, a team that played well, and then then they quit throwing at him. And this right, kid's right. only in his second year. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this kid, this kid's going to be a superstar. And he was really the, the the backup. He came in after right. Diggs yeah. got yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. after so, they signed Diggs well, to a big deal. I think, yeah. I think here's a superstar in the making right here. And yeah, I, I gave him my nod for defensive player of the year. Yeah. So. All right, uh, rookie offensive player of the year. I this is a no brainer. Yeah, I, I'll go first. C.J. Stroud, um, first in yard, had the most yards and the best TD uh, versus interception pick of 
not only the rookies, but everybody in football, quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. in football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he got he got the Texans their uh, their first playoff win. You know, in the wild card win over the Browns, where they dominated forty five to fourteen. I, I don't. You know, there's nobody else. Yeah, I, I, I'm right with you. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a two man race between C.J. Stroud and uh, Puka Nakua. Yeah. But yep. I mean, Stroud, what he did with that Texans team, getting them to the playoffs, and, right. and a complete turnaround from a year ago. Mm-hmm. He's got to get the nod here. Yep. Yeah. I'll make it make it three for three. I mean, I think it's much. Unfortunately, much like, you know, MVP and offensive player, it, it's you know a stat-driven, you know, kind of award. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the QB obviously has the ball in their hands 95% of the time. So, of course, it's going to go to a QB if there's a QB in the in the running. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, C.J. Stroud had a great, had a great season, uh, but it, it's just unfortunate because of the season that Puka Nakua had with setting, you know, not only records as a rookie, but records among – some of the best receivers of all oh, time right. in his first season, yeah. um, you know, with, with the Rams. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I've got to agree. I think C.J. Stroud's going to win this award. Obviously led the Texans to a great record. Nobody saw that coming. You know, get to the playoffs, win a game in the playoffs as well. Um, you know, it, yeah, it, it, C.J. Stroud hands, hands down. <clears throat> all right. Defensive rookie of the year. Who you got, Colton? Um, this one, this one to me was, was, was kind of, was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I am tending to lean or, you know, lean more towards the, the defensive tackle from the Eagles, Jalen Carter for, mm-hmm. for my, you know, defensive player of the year. But, you know, honestly, looking at, looking at the stats and looking at these guys, I mean, it, it, to me was, was tough to pick. It's, but It was a tough, much tougher race. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think to me, it, it, it's also kind of weird because I mean Jalen Carter wasn't on the field all that much because the Eagles have you know did have one of the better defenses right. you know last year mm-hmm. and you know just didn't get a lot of playing time just because they got a lot of you know defensive line help and you know whatever so kind of you know in the background or whatever but you know with the limited stat, snap count still was able to get six sacks which was third best on the team even with you know the limited amount of play. Um, you know, I, I, I yeah, this one was tough for me, but I, I'm leaning towards the you know the defensive tackle from the Eagles. Yeah, myself, I went with uh, Will Anderson Jr. I mean, for a lot of the same reasons, I went with Stroud. He he also helped that whole turnaround mm-hmm. with the Texans. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the the two guys they picked up kind of back to back there in the draft and, yeah. and really turned this team around. He had a spectacular season on the defense. I, yeah. I think that's enough. To, the turnaround's enough to get him the nod. Yeah, definitely. I got I got a side with Colton on this one. I went with Jalen Carter as mm-hmm. well. I mean, for the limited time he was in there, getting six sacks as a rookie in a in a position, I think that's um, it's tough. tough. As a defensive tackle, coming from college yeah. to to the pros, just the the difference in the athletes that you're playing against, the speed of these guys mm-hmm. that you're playing against. Yeah. I think six sacks is, is, is a really yeah. good number. Yeah. For As an interior defensive lineman, I mean, yeah. it's it's tough. Yeah. I mean, you typically only in there for usually run stuffing, you know, so you're not picking up stat, you know, mm-hmm. possibly pick up tackles for loss. But, you know, as far as sacks go, it is right. it is tough as an interior defensive lineman to – Pick up, pick up the sacks mm-hmm. there. All right, now who's your uh, who's your coach of the year? Matt, we'll let you start on this one. Well, we'll stick stick with the same franchise here as offensive and defensive rookie of the year. All right. It's got to be D'Amico Ryan's taking that Houston team that what they went three games a year ago <laughs> combined to, like to ten wins this yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, they they had the top draft pick a year ago or number two draft pick, and I mean just to turn this thing around to ten and seven this year. And they still got some nice draft capital from from the previous trade too. Mm-hmm. That they're going to be able to make this team even better. This looks like a a, a juggernaut in the making here mm-hmm. in this team. And D'Amico Ryan's is doing a heck of a job out there in Houston. I agree. I I now he's not my pick, but I he was right up there. Mm-hmm. I think I had D'Amico Ryan, uh, uh, Dan Campbell, and Kevin Stefanski. Mm-hmm. All kind of I was weighing One everything A-B-C. out, yeah. and I finally settled on Stefanski. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm not a Browns, you know, backer. Even though living in Ohio, I'm not not much of a Browns backer. I'm, you know, more of a Detroit Lions guy. So it was hard for me not to pick Dan Campbell. But what they what he was able to do with that team, you know, losing your star quarterback mm-hmm. that you signed for mega million dollars, <laughs> star running back, your star running back, you know, and to bring in Joe Flacco and just what they were able to do yeah. with that team, I think says 
a lot, not only for Stefanski, but that whole coaching staff in Cleveland. Yeah, I'll be honest. This was this was the hardest one for me to pick because mm-hmm. I look at these five guys, you know, Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, Kevin Stefanski. I mean, you could hand it to any of them, and you probably wouldn't be disappointed in the sense because – Harbaugh had to be the least likely just because Baltimore's been so good for so right. long. Yeah, it, I mean, it's hard to say he, he did something to – really make himself stand out this year compared to years I mean, it's it's one of those things that, you know, best team in the AFC, you know, so he's got to be in the running type deal. You know, same with Kyle Shanahan, best team in the NFC. So, uh, but, yeah, you hand it to one of these guys, it wouldn't be be in the least – Yeah, wouldn't be least disappointed. But I I, I finally settled on on Kevin Stefanski as well for the Cleveland Mm -hmm. Browns, Um, you know, not only lose your quarterback, lose your running back. They lost, you know, two or three off starting offensive linemen, uh, lost a couple of defensive guys, and to go out and play in the division that they do, that almost all four teams made it into the playoffs mm-hmm. and, and come out with an 11-5 and five record. I mean, obviously a stinker in, in the playoffs, uh, but uh, one one stat that did, you know, stick out to me is that the Browns are the first team in NFL history – to win 10 or more games with four different starting quarterbacks wow. at the helm. So, to me, you know, whether Kevin Stavansky was the guy that did that or the offensive coordinator, the QB's coach, whatever, whoever it was, ultimately the, the you know, the head coach I mean, always it's gets – a staff award. Right. You can't really say, oh, right. this guy, you know, whatever. Right. It right. really should be the coaching staff. Right, right, to, to be yeah. able to right. manage all those injuries and, you know, whatnot and mm-hmm. still come out there and do what they what they did. Um, that, to me, kind of separated Stefanski from the rest of the rest of the group. But, yeah, again, I, if they handed it to any one of these guys, it, it would, it guy, would yeah, you know, wouldn't be as a big guys, surprise right. to me. Right. All right, very good. Well, last thing on the slate is the Pro Bowl coming up this weekend in Orlando, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, so I'll let you guys. Did uh, we pick our MVP? I don't think we did. Oh, did I miss? And I think we missed comeback. Oh yeah, well, well. yeah. I was saving that for the end. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and go, and I know it's not going to happen, but I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. I just love this guy. <laughs> I loved him when he's on the East Coast. I love him on the West Coast. <laughs> right. He's a stud. He does flashy stuff, and he does all the dirty work, the blocking, the you know, the catching those little dink passes out mm-hmm. of the backfield. The dude. It's just, you know, and to me it just proves that, that, like I said before, that that running back position is still relevant mm-hmm. in the NFL. I know it's going to be a QB, mm-hmm. but I can I can always hope. You know, like, like I've said all season long, McCaffrey's been my pick all season long, but since I know he's not going to win it, I had to pick a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And to me it really should be Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. This guy put up 4,306 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, had another 524 yards on the ground with another 15 touchdowns. Mm. But he's yeah. not going to win it either because he gets <laughs> clowned on all season long mm. because he turns it over a little more than these other guys. Mm. But he more than makes up for it with all his touchdowns. It, this is going to be Lamar Jackson's award. He's mm. been talked about all season long. He's yeah. gotten the, the the media train, the media hype on it. Yeah. And I, that, that always helps in, in mm. these cases. It's going to be Lamar's award, 3,678 passing yards, 24 touchdowns. Yeah. 821 rushing, another five touchdowns there. Yeah. A great season. I just think some other guys would be more deserving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got Lamar Jackson as my MVP because, again, I mean, not only the QB thing that plays into it, but it's always, at the same time, somewhat best player, best, best team, team too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so what would this Baltimore Ravens team be without Lamar Jackson? True. Because, you I mean, you look at that offense – they don't have very many other superstars right. on that team. I mean, he makes that team go uh, with with his dynamic play, which is why you see him show up in so many of the different offensive categories. Not only passing, but you know, using his legs to get you know get yards and things like that. Because they need that dynamic you know flow in their in their offense. Because without it, you know, this this Ravens team would not be not be the same. Obviously, so I think it is Lamar's. You know, award because again, not only being a QB, but best team, best player. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, Christian McCaffrey definitely, to me, has to be up there somewhere. And the, I think he's got to be right there behind Lamar Jackson. I, you know, these other QBs, great. They got the stats, they got, you know, the records, you know, whatever. Christian McCaffrey as a running back, you know, is, is doing a lot of things that, you know, Kind of a throwback, right? The, yeah, it, yeah, it just heydays of the NFL. Yeah, so to me, back. he's 
if I'm picking a guy that's going to finish second, I, I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. I, you know, I, I don't think so. I really don't. But to me, if I'm making the vote, he's my number two pick. Yeah, um, but you know, it'll be be interesting to see how these guys, you know, kind of, yeah. How it, how it stacks up, but I think it's Lamar Jackson's award to, to lose. I don't disagree with that. <coughs> one one last thing is the, uh, the comeback. Uh, five guys are up for this award. You had Joe Flacco, Damar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, and Tua Tagovailoa. You know, I, I think this award was handed out before the ev- season even started <laughs> when they said Damar Hamlin was going to play this year. Right, I mean, right. we all thought he was practically dead on the field mm-hmm. uh, just a year ago. Right. So the, the fact that he came back and played, I think it's probably his award. Mm-hmm. Now, after watching the season, and, and who I think really probably deserves this thing is Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. That man turned his career around right, right. and put up numbers that you don't see after a guy who's been sitting on the couch for as long as he was right, right. coming I, in to play. And I think it's just – it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, yeah, Joe Flacco, great season, but only played five games. I mean, right. how do you give an award to a guy yeah, that only like, played five games? Mm-hmm. I mean, what it's kind like of, the new NBA rule, oh, right? Play right, sixty-five right. games. It, it's, to, I yeah. don't disagree. You know, Joe Flacco, phenomenal season, great. You know, stats in five games. Mm-hmm. You know, the win-loss record, great. Got the Browns into the playoffs and you know whatnot. But yeah, to me, that it's tough to give an award to a guy that only played less than half the season. You know, played right. almost True. a quarter of the season at this point. Um, you know, but yeah, it, it's. Demar Hamlin, yeah, obviously a, a sensational story, great, you know, comeback story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how you top that. Yeah, I mean, how, you, it, how you come back from being in cardiac arrest right. on the yeah. field and and be able to come, come back, back the next play, season. So. I mean, didn't even take a season off. Right. Comes back right. and and plays right. from day one. Yeah. And I got to agree with both of you guys on all that. This was this was decided a long time ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it was decided. The award was decided last year. Yeah. After right. he decided, he gonna I'm going to come back and yeah. play again. Right. So. <clears throat> All right, now we can move on to the Pro Bowl in Orlando. Yeah, so uh, very similar to the NHL, we got, yeah. you know, skills competitions before, again, not an actual game, but flag football games that will that will take place. Um, you know, still split up between NFC, AFC, um, like Dad mentioned, going to be in Orlando, in Orlando, Florida, at uh, Camping World Stadium. Um, after the previous two seasons, it's been out, out in Las Vegas, but – I don't know. They just decided to move it to Orlando, probably because the Super Bowl was in Las Vegas. Vegas so just right. you know, too Spread much, well. <laughs> too much craziness going on in Las Vegas. So they decided to to, to split it up or whatever. But uh, you know, actually, the the skills competition taking place. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's kicked off yet or not, but going to take place today. Um, various you know um, competitions. Uh, we got the, the you know the precision passing, which is you know like an accuracy competition, basically. Each conference, NFC, AFC, picks their quarterback to try to hit as many targets as they possibly can in, in one one minute. Um, so the guys that I found that are taking place in that, um, so actually I guess it's it's the three quarterbacks versus the other three quarterbacks. Okay. I thought it was just mano a mano or whatever, but it, from what I'm reading here is it's the three QBs from each conference go up against each other and they, you know, see – who the best one is after, you know, after the end of it or whatever. So Gardner Minshew, C.J. Stroud, and Tua Tagalavoa for the AFC versus Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and Geno Smith for the for the NFC. That um, is a weird-sounding lineup for yeah. both and, and I guess you're probably wondering, like, yeah, well, who are these guys or why are they in the Pro Bowl? You also have to take into account that these weren't the guys that were originally picked. Some of these guys weren't the ones right. that originally picked. Some of these guys – are filling in for guys that are either injured or that are playing in the Super Bowl. So, um, I mean, Minshew didn't even play the the whole season. How (laughs) did he even get the nod into this I guess he was the last guy that they called (laughs) to say he actually wanted to play at this point. Um, So, yeah, that's what's going on, precision passing. Then you got the best catch award, which is probably very equivalent to the NBA's dunk Dunk contest. Um, The two guys that are going to be facing off against each other uh, David Njoku, uh, the tight end from the Cleveland Browns, and Puka Nakua, the wide receiver from from the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Again, they pre-record a video of uh, of them making some you know phenomenal catch out in Orlando. It can be obviously Disney, not too far away. So I imagine right. there's going to be um, quite a few like props, over Mickey props, Mouse or something, you know, yeah. whatever used in this thing. Um, and then the fans vote on who they think is going to be, you know, has the best catch, if you gotcha. will. 
Um, then they have, you know, throw a little golf into the mix. Yeah, closest Got the, to the closest pin. to the pin, which actually replaced the longest drive competition that they had last year. So sticking with golf, they decided, okay, mm-hmm. no more long drive. We're going to see who's the most accurate when it comes to playing golf. Um, so uh, six players from each each side go up against each other. I don't know if they get just one ball to see who's the closest or if they get, you know, a handful of mm-hmm. balls. Um, so the guys for the AFC, you got A.J. Cole, Kyle Hamilton, Alec Ingold, Raheem Mostert, and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora from the Browns okay. taking on Brian Anger, Jake Ferguson, Jalen Johnson, Julian Love, and Darius Slay, which for the NFC is majority defensive guys that are you know taking on where on the other side you got somewhat even split between offensive and defensive mm-hmm. guys. So like the game, you know, like the name says – Hit some golf balls, see who the closest is to the pin. Whoever wins gets the get the three points for their for their conference. Um, then we got the high stakes competition, which is a punting a punting competition. Is it or All a right. punt catch? It's they, punt, they're shooting yes. out of a jug yes. machine into the air, and which actually replaced. So last year they had the lightning round, which I think was the jugs competition that they had last year. Maybe they still have the jugs competition, but last year they did. It was more of like a catch it. Out of a jugs machine instead yeah, of this, this, the is more, stakes, this is more of air, a yeah. punt, like a punt return yeah. catch, um, multi multi round. Um, so it says here, starting off with two footballs in hand, each player will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine. So you're already starting with two footballs. You got to try to catch That's another football. Yeah. Um, okay. So each player that succeeds in catching the football without dropping the others will advance to the next round. Which and is the complete opposite of what any of these guys have ever been taught, because you're not supposed to catch with the body. Right. Right. But that's you're what they're going to have to do. So here's the caveat: you catch it. So now you have three footballs in your hand. So you keep advancing. They keep shooting another one. You got to see how many balls <laughs> you can catch Before without before you drop one. Uh, so it's kind of like. Egg toss, you right, know, right. you know, thrown in there. <laughs> Slash, yeah. Um, That'll be interesting. And then, you know, whoever advances the most rounds or, you right. know, catches the Obviously. most punts without yeah, dropping whatever. it wins. Um, so the guys in this, uh, you got Jermaine Johnson, Miles Killebrew, Marvin Mims, uh, Justin Simmons, and Denzel Ward from the AFC. Then you got Deron Bland, uh, Nick Ballore, Sam Laporta, Rashid Shahid, De- Devin Weatherspoon from the NFC that are, okay. you know, so – None of those guys are special teamers right. at all. They're you know either defensive or offensive right, players. Right. So it will be interesting to see how that goes uh, for that. Um, then you got the dodgeball competition. Always the fan favorite. That's always you know al- always a fun thing. I think it's pretty competitive too. Right, because you got four teams of five guys, right. um, and then you, you the four teams are you have an AFC offense, an AFC defense, NFC offense, NFC defense. AFC defense goes up against AFC offense to see who the you know the winner is out of the AFC. Right. Likewise with the NFC, right. and then whoever face advances off. faces off in the championship against each other. Right. You know, pretty straightforward dodgeball. You know, dodgeball competition. Um, AFC offense, you got Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, James Cook, Stephon Diggs, Evan Ingram, and Derrick Henry, and Tyreek Hill. So. You actually got more than five guys because they could probably mix and match, you know, whatever, um, depending on what they what they got. A lot of skill um, guys there. That's right. Uh, the NFC defense, you got Buda Baker, Jesse Bates, Demario Davis, uh, Daniil Hunter, Micah Parsons, Hassan Reddick, and Bobby Wagner. Um, NFC offense, uh, you got Jameer Gibbs, uh, C.J. Ham, C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf, Amra St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, and Kyron Williams. And for the AFC defense, you got Josh Allen. Josh Allen, the defensive player, not the quarterback. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, Sauce Gardner, Patrick Queen, Jalen Ramsey, Roquan Smith, and Patrick Sertan are the are the guys for the AFC uh, defense. So <laughs> pretty pretty straightforward there. Then uh, and those those events all take place on Saturday or actually tonight. tonight yeah. Then Sunday. We have a few more skills competitions. I think there was one more on tonight. Was uh, there? The, the snapshot. The, oh, the snapshots. long snapping competition. Yes, yes. Kind of interesting. They're getting something for the snappers who probably haven't had much of anything to do right, since right. they changed the format. Right, yeah. yeah. So that is a, yes, I see that here. It's a 45-second uh, accuracy contest. So 
snapping from 13 yards away, which would I assume would be like kicking a field goal or a punt maybe. Right. Um, or, you know, yeah. the conference with the highest cumulative score between their three players. So, so they're not all going to be snappers? Uh, each I of the conference's long snapper and centers, centers snap okay. balls at targets mm. of various sizes and point values. Got so you, you try to snap it, I assume yeah. hit the target, depending on how far away it is or where it's at or whatever. Like get different, at the yeah, get, get different <laughs> points, you know, for that. And whoever, you know, has the most points at the end, you know, comes out, comes out on top. So yes, guys in that, you got Ryan Kelly, Tyler Linderbaum, Ross Mastisic, which I think are on the AFC side. Then you got Andrew De Paola, Jason Kelsey, and Eric McCoy for the, for the NFC. So, nice. um, and then yeah, Sunday we got kick tac toe. <laughs> so kind of how it sounds. Yeah. We got a giant tic tac board out there in the middle field of the field. Goal, kick and field goal we got uh, we got uh, kickers that are basically or kickers slash punters. I would assume probably the best yeah. at this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're they're kicking it, trying to land on the board, right. and whatever spot you land on, you claim either an X or an O. You're trying to get you know tic tac toe three in a row, but also because it may be difficult to get tic tac toe, you get five symbols on the board. Doesn't have to be in any order or whatever. You win. you win as gotcha. well. So um, then they're gonna you know switch it over to the sticks. Uh, the video game sticks gonna have a Madden NFL head to head competition. Oh, that's so they'll pick two players from each conference that'll Gamers. go head-to-head. And it's even more interesting, they change. It's not like they get to pick their favorite team or the team that they play with or anything like that. They'll play with the official Pro Bowl rosters and oh, play nice. against each other um, in, in Madden. So, you know, the NFC will have their NFC Pro Bowl roster going up against the AFC Pro Bowl roster to cool. see, see who wins that. Um, the Gridiron Gauntlet, uh, which is kind of a – Relay race uh, made up of six players from each each conference, um, and, and we still even gotten to the flag football. Yeah, game. right. They, you know, again, obstacle course. They're breaking through walls. They're going under doors. They're you know army crawling. They're right. you know whatever to see who the fastest time is, um, and then a new competition, uh, tug of war. So you know that's just, that's gonna be fun. Right. See the big guys just like. Right, right. So, you know, tug of war, you know, like the name sounds, you know, the schoolyard game that we're all used to playing. This next one sounds super interesting from what I was reading about it. And then the move the chains competition, which I think they did have this last year, if I remember correctly. But the offensive and defensive linemen from the NFC and the AFC go against each other. um, And it's made up of two different segments. The first segment is you got to move 3,000 pounds of weights off a giant wall. So they basically have to pull 3,000 pounds off of a wall. After you do that, then I don't know if it's the same wall, but you got to pull a 2,000-pound wall, which what I assume is the same wall, got to pull that 2,000-pound wall to a finish right, line. It's like 30 yards. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, so it's kind of like a strongman competition yeah, in that sense. So, again, the defensive linemen, offensive linemen from, from the NFC <laughs> and the AFC that make up that. And then we finally get to what Black the football. main, you know, the main event. Uh, and actually, you know, you're used to watching these guys hit and play with the pads and stuff, but this this flag football is pretty fun to watch. I mean, if you and it gets competitive. Those right. guys aren't, you know, right. just I, out here doping along. They're uh, they they you know these these are professional athletes and they have that competitive spirit. Right, right. Um, and. It's three game. They play three games. Seven. It's seven on seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not your traditional full eleven on eleven. You know, in a in a normal NFL, you know, football game. Obviously, NFC, AFC going up against each other. Um, I would assume the three games is kind of a best of three format, or maybe they play mm-hmm. one game and they just continue the score for the next three games. Or yeah, I'm not exactly good. sure how it wor- how it works, but. Um, this is something that they rolled out. I think it's been a couple of year. Maybe last year was the first year, a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, last year the AFC um, actually it says here the NFC has won back to back seasons um, in this one. So it's been around for two years now. Third year doing this flag football thing. NFC has I feel won. Like it. If I remember, it's a cumulative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the NFC has won it back to back seasons. So the AFC is looking to try to get get on the board here and win. Win, win one for for their for their conference, but uh, 
yeah, obviously a lot different format than what uh, what it used to be. You know, I, I don't know if probably but, safer and really more entertaining because right. those guys were yeah. just mailing it in mm -hmm. uh, and a, and a tackle football game. Right, yeah. right. I think still get some engagement, get players to come yeah. out. You know, some of the star the players fans, because what yeah. we were seeing in the past was not only was the game not good to watch, but you also weren't getting the top players. Right. They all kept just opting out. So you're literally scraping the bottom of the barrel to finally get somebody that wants to play mm -hmm. in this thing or whatever. Yeah. I think with this flag football thing, you avoid the injuries and, you know, still get top guys to, to play in it and right. compete in it at the same time. So mm -hmm. it, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of, of all-star stuff going on this weekend between the NHL and the NFL. So a lot of stuff going on in the, in, in the sports world. So, you know, uh, and you get to see some of these guys somewhat outside of their normal mm -hmm element if you will so all right well, well that's, that's our uh, show for yeah. tonight uh you know it's been Elena, i think we maybe went over what we usually go over but we did have a lot to talk about and we'll hold off on our super bowl picks till next weekend yeah. but yeah. uh colton will let you sign us out yeah thanks for listening to fired up with your hosts colton cal chief rob cal matt cordis we uh hope you enjoyed our episode this week and uh you know if you want to hear other topics for future episodes or you know you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show Feel free to reach out to us on our different social medias. Uh, we do have an Instagram if you search for Fired Up underscore podcast, or you can find us over on Facebook if you search for Fired Up comma sports podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can find all of our past episodes and, you know, just a little bit of information about the show. Um, and as always, you can find this episode and all of our past episodes on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. So anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can find our show. So appreciate y'all listening, and as always, stay, stay fired, fired up. up.